I want you to go quickly with me to the word. If you will, I want you to put your finger in Revelations 19. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Revelations 19. And I want you to look at verse 11. And then I want you to uh, look at First uh, Chronicles 14. I'm going to try to stay basically with my outline here tonight. Amen. Praise God. If you got Revelations 19, verse 11, I want to read that in your hearing. Amen. Let me get that myself. It says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him who called, was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Okay, I want you to focus something. The opening of the heaven, first of all, and that he judges in righteousness and true, and he makes war. Okay? You got that? Now, if you will, flip with me over to First Chronicles 14. Amen. And when you get there, I want to start down at verse number 9. Amen. First Chronicles 14, verse 9. It says... Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and will you deliver them into my hands? Then, Lord, then the Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Hallelujah. Therefore they called the name of that place baal Perazim. Look in 13. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. They got whooped in verse 11 and then again right in 13. They made a raid again. Therefore David inquired again of God. And God said to him, you shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come upon, upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. Then you shall go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. Hallelujah. I want you to focus tonight, amen, on those scriptures, amen. I'm going to go right back there. We know that God in his infinite wisdom has placed an anointing upon the local church or a group of churches with a mandate to accomplish certain things. What we have to do in this hour is be who we're supposed to be. Amen. For many years, people have just gone to church simply to satisfy their religious consciences. Some people have come on Sundays and Wednesdays only to say that they have been. And they change for the hour that they are there or the hour and a half or the two hours that they're in the building. And when they leave the building, they go right back to being who they were. Yeah before they got here hallelujah we can't afford to go to church for those reasons anymore but we must be locked in and extremely attuned to what God is saying and doing now in our world I heard him say uh, Pastor Dupree said he's the God of the now amen we got to be in tune with what he's doing right now 
According to Jesus, I heard Sister Peters as she was praying, the gates of, the, of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand that I read the scripture in Revelations 19 because I know that faithfulness and commitment and truth and real prayer and real consistency in our prayer will open the heavens. So what we need in this season in which we're living, we need the heavens to open. Amen. Prayer is almost always about a conflict. One of the reasons I find that we really don't like to pray because when you really get ready to really pray the way God wants you to pray, you're going to enter into conflict. When you're really saved and when you really know that you're saved and you really live in all that you know how, you're going to enter into conflict. Hallelujah. Because let me tell you something about our words. When they are the words of the Lord, they stirred heaven. But also they stir up hell. Uh oh. Prayer is not just an asking and a petitioning of God for some things. When we pray, we engage God. When we praise, we're supposed to engage God. Listen, I I chose that song tonight for a reason. All day long, I heard a couple of days ago, the song came to my mind and hadn't sang it in years and years and years. But I know this that when we really get into praise the way we're supposed to praise, the Bible said that praise will steal the avenger. Praise will paralyze. I look what still meant in that word. Still meant it would paralyze him. So if you really want to immobilize the enemy and get him bound up in some areas, you need to open up your mouth and give him a praise. Amen. Whether you can sing A or B or C or D or E or not. Amen. You still ought to open up your mouth. You got breath, don't you? You got breath, don't you? Let everything that have bread praise him. Amen. For when you really praise him right, God will silence and steal and paralyze the enemy. Hallelujah. But I want you to know that you will not praise God or pray or preach or live for God without a battle. It's going to be a warfare. I want you to understand that. Uh, 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 well, I want you to understand prayer at its very core is where we are inserted into a spiritual conflict and I thought I found that out by reading Daniel 10 we were fasting at the first of the month and Daniel 10 12 through 14 Daniel had been on a consecration for about 21 days and he had been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and all of a sudden he got a breakthrough amen and so what we got to do in these days and times in which we live Bishop Peters we got to pray until the answer comes come on we got to pray we can't get tired and get weary and let me tell you when it looks like our prayers are not working we got to change our strategy I want you to understand that Jesus just said in the, in, in the revelation that he's faithful and true and he judges and, he, and, he's, he, and he's righteous and he makes war. Amen. Now listen, I read Paul. Paul doesn't, doesn't run with uncertainty. Uh, he doesn't fight as one who beats the air. In 1 Corinthians 9, 26, Paul is talking about how, how committed and how faithful he is in the, in the ministry of God, but how you cannot defeat the defeat an enemy without a strategy you cannot defeat an enemy without a strategy just because before your blessing comes there will be difficulty and you will have to press and fight amen to to get what god has already given given to you amen praise god now listen if you read uh uh, first corinthians 9 26 you'll find out that uh paul says "I, i i ain't running with uncertainty Anybody that's running track or running it, you got to run according to the rules. 
Come on, come on. You got to get in the lane and you got to stay in your lane. You got to pass that baton at a certain time. If you don't, come on. If you pass outside of that, uh, outside of that line of demarcation, then you're disqualified. So you got to run according to the, to the rules. But Paul says something that I like very, very much, even though I've never boxed a day in my life. Amen. I fake like I could fight, brothers. I, you know, I had cousins and I had others, Bishop and Earl and, and others that I, I, I was with. Amen. Amen. But, you know, you see them. You see people in the ring, quick, quick, they get, they, they shadow boxing. But listen, let me tell you about shadow boxing. Shadow boxing is like what my granddaddy told one of my relatives. You'll lose a fight looking at it. <laughs> Said, boy, sit down. You'll lose a fight looking at it. But when you're shadow boxing, shadow boxing is all right. When it's getting you prepared and working you, you know, getting, you, getting your stamina up. And, but it ain't worth nothing in the ring. When you get in the ring, you can't be shadow boxing. Uh, Sister Carol, Minister Carol, you can't be shadow boxing when you get in that ring. I saw Mike Tyson get in the ring, him and O'Roy Jones, a couple of weeks ago. Hey, man, I just peeked at it just a little bit. Didn't pay for it, didn't watch it, but just looked at it a little bit. I wonder where were the two, two big brothers going? But somebody paid for it. They got in there and they did what they did. Amen. But listen, when you get in the ring, and back then, if you got in the ring with Mike, you, you better know what you were doing. Hey man, because listen, you will get knocked slap out. Usually Mike would beat you in the first in the first round. You know, people that come out the mic when he come out the ring, he come out. When he come out here, he do one one of them number. <laughs> and listen, he hit you so hard in these in this area. I knew when I when I see him hit some some folk right in that area, I knew one gonna be long now. <laughs> One gonna be long, one gonna be long. So what we gotta do as the church, we gotta get in the position and we gotta compete, Sister Peter, according to the rules. I saw you stand and pray. Some folks can't stand and pray. Because it's a warfare. And let me tell you something. Stop running to a battle before you have talked to heaven. Don't worry about what's going on around us in the political arena. I got news for you sooner than you think. Probably just before the end of this year, God gonna shift something. I want you to, I'm telling you what I know he's telling me. And I'm going to just tell you that and I'm going to get on out your way. David, look at here. Philistines had always been a problem. Elder James, they've been a problem all, all of uh, uh, the Israel's lives. And them, them steens and them ites and them, you know, every time you turn around, some of them were doing something to God's people. And God would allow them. Let me tell you, God will allow your enemy to get the best of you to get you back to the place where you're supposed to be. Some battles you lose... You win by losing. I know that don't make much sense. That sounds like I'm crazy. I went to Queen City, graduated. Thank you, Lauda. Went on to college. Thank you, Lauda. <laughs> you know, stayed around there a little longer than I supposed to. Five years, my brother. I wasn't there for five, maybe five and a half, amen, because I was waiting on her to get out. But look here, I was around there, amen. She was smart. She got in there, got out of high school at 16, and by 20, she was, she was coming across the stage. Summa cum something, magna cum something. <laughs> Alpha kappa something, mu something. <laughs> but listen, whatever you're going to do in life, you got to prepare. You got to be ready. And I found out by reading David that the Philistines were a constant thorn. Yes. And sometimes people can be a thorn. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. I believe that's what Paul's trouble was. 
I believe it was some folks too. It may have been some physical, but I believe it was some folks that every time he stood around, they were sticking him. Uh-huh. They were coming around behind him, trying to boil him, cook him, kill him, beat him, stone him, lock him up in jail. But I want you to know, David in, in, in First Chronicles, let's stick with the scripture. David in First Chronicles 14 is, 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 is not presumptuous. He says, should I go up? I know a lot of times we enter into prayer and call spiritual warfare, but we're not ready. And the reason that we suffer loss, Kwee is because we, have, we don't have a strategy. And listen, more battles are won in heaven, in the courts, than it is on the battlefield. See, David is showing us something. Amen. First of all, John showed you something in Revelations where you saw Jesus, the victorious one, reigning in truth and righteousness and, and judging. And, and, and the last verse said, make war, to make war. So David understands something that we don't even understand yet, way back then. He understood that don't go to battle just because you think you got enough folk. Don't go to battle because you don't not, do not stay home because you got just a few folks. Because God is able to save by many or by few. David says, shall I go up against the Philistines? And he says, will you deliver them into my hands? And then God said unto him, yes, go up. For I will deliver them into your hands. And what God's going to do here shortly for the church. He's going to break you through. I know some are looking to the vaccine, just like Bishop said. No, 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 no. God is not a man that he lies. Whatever he has promised, he's going to do just what he said he's going to do. You're on the precipice. So you're on the verge or the edge of a breakthrough. Because God's going to break you through. Come on, it ain't, it ain't about you breaking through. It ain't about somebody downloading, amen, a, 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 a cure for it. Or, or it ain't, It's not about that. God got somebody and he got God got some of these young people sitting right in here that he's going to drop some wisdom on and some supernatural anointing on to deal with difficult situations because God is getting ready to let this, this, this season 2021 is for the church. Come on. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about us, the, 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 those that's in the bed with Jezebel. I'm not talking about those that's pretending. I'm not talking about those that are weak and anemic and hiding. God says... Uh, to David, look, go up, and I'm going to break you through. And then next time, David said, you know, he could have did just like some of us would do. You won that first fight. You went out and you beat him. You defeated him because God was with you. Then don't, but, but just don't assume that you're going to win this one just because you can pray or just because you can talk. Listen, a lot of times I've been to courts. I, I worked for domestic violence for about three, three years, two or three years, prevention in Texarkana. And we did seven or eight counties. I worked for different counties. And, and I found out that when you go to court, you don't go in court with a, with a knife and a gun. If you do, they're going to drag you out. You go in court and you argue. You go in court, hallelujah, with petitions. You go in court with evidence. You go in court without me. You don't go against the enemy with a lot of loudness and a lot of nothing. You see what David did? He waited. He said, should I go up? And God said, go up. God said, when you go up, I'm going up before you. He done told him again, don't go up until I go up. 
Did you get it? Don't do certain things until you know God's with you. Come on. Don't jump out and try to show nobody how religious, how spiritually wise you are without God's backing. God said, sit down and be still until I let you. Why, won't, why do you want to run off the battle and you ain't ready? Anybody remember Custer and Little Bighorn? Have y'all read your history? You know they taught us that. They blocked us out, some of them. And they, but they taught about Custer. He, didn't, he was ignorant at Little Horn. He was presumptuous. And them Redskins, uh, Indians, whooped him from one end to the other one. And a lot of people will suffer loss when you go into battle with, with no wise counsel. When you aren't prepared, and so many of us aren't prepared because we have not stayed on our knees long enough. We have not stood up here behind this sacred desk like Sister Peters and prayed or got in the corner somewhere and fasted and shut that TV off and pushed that plate back and asked God for his wisdom and his direction and his strategy. What's your strategy for the new year? God's going to do some things for us, but he's going to do it according to the word or according to the, to the books. Uh-uh. Everything that we are dealing with started in a book. I understand that there's nothing that has happened in the earth that was not written in a book beforehand. Come on, I found it out. All your members in Psalms 139 are in the book. Everything about your body, everything about Jesus, lo, I come in the volume of the book. I come to do that with Everything that I understand about God is, is in the order. But we've not given him the right place in our lives. Hallelujah. Like I said, when you uh, shadow boxing is fine in training, it's a good method to build your stamina and to perfect the art of punching. But when you get in the ring with a real opponent, you need real blows to be landed. To damage the adversary because he's trying to knock you out. Many Christians are experiencing this when it comes to prayer. We are hurling and throwing punches after punch at an unseen opponent. But landing none of them. We throwing a lot of punches. Paul said, I ain't going to fight and buff the air. When I hit, I'm hitting. Come on, this was me and Timothy. Timothy, look here. We call, we call in faith and we call in grace. And we're not going to be hitting and missing. We got to study to show ourselves approved so that we'll be able to do what we're supposed to do when the time comes. If we are to get our prayers answered, we must first rightly discern where the conflict is. And if you're going to win the war right now in the battle that in which we are fighting, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Come on, you, if you're wrestling against your brother and your sister, you already lost. If you're hating on somebody without a cause, if you're jealous of some other minister or some other marriage or some other person's ability and gifts and talents, you're not going to be able to win the war that God is going to call you to. Hallelujah. Listen, prayer is an activity that takes place in the courtroom of heaven. Hallelujah. I found out that the courts were set. Daniel said he saw it at the courts were set and a scroll was given. Even John, when he was in the book of Revelation, he sees a and, and, and I think it's in Revelation 19 where he also sees a, that, that something is a scroll that's written on inside and out. And he wonders who can break the seals. God told the angel, take it over there to him. Take the scroll to him and let him eat it. And that's what we're not doing. We're not eating the word. Come on. 
You're not going to prophesy for God if you ain't eating the word. You can't teach like bishop and preach like sister if you're not eating the word. Amen. He says it's going to be sweet to your, it's going to be, it's going to be bitter to your tongue, but sweet to your belly. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy. It's, it, it's not going to be something that you're going to be, be so desirous of. But if you take it and eat it, John, you'll be able to say to the nations what I want to say. I'm not going to be able to say nothing that's going to help you, Sister, Sister Johnson, if I don't stay in touch with God. If I don't hear what God has already decreed and declared in the throne room. I want to just look at something else to let you know. Before you get here, God's already got some things going. Turn to Romans 8, 29. I just want to go there, then I'll jump back here to, to where I am. And I hope I'm going slow enough where you can catch on because I do have a tendency to go fast. So Romans 8.29 says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined. You're already winners now. Listen, when the battles that you're going to face right now, saints, God already knew you were going to face them. Uh-oh. Come on. For, for whom he foreknew, he also what? Predestined to be what? Conformed to the image of his son, that he might but be the first among what? Many brethren... Read on for me. Moreover, whom he what? Okay, so what did he do first? He foreknew you. Come on, say he knew me before I got here. He knew me ere I am. Come on. He knew me before I got here. He knew everything about me. He knew my down going and my uprising. Come on. He knows the numbers of hairs on my head. Come on. He knows what it takes to get me to the place where he can use me for his glory. He foreknew you, then he predestined you. Now, you don't have to do it, but he sure predestined you. He called you to be saved. Hallelujah. To as many as believed him on his name, to them he gave the power to become the sons and the daughters of God. Amen. Listen, so uh, he foreknew you, then he predestined you. Come on, then he called you. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. He called you. He don't care what nobody else said. He didn't ask nobody for their opinion. He called you, and when he called you, hallelujah, he gave you his enablement because he conformed you to the image of his dear son. I can't see myself some years ago, many years ago. I didn't see myself saved, but I'm saved now because he called me. Hallelujah. And I answered. I, I didn't have to. It's a lot of people that's going, going right on me too, sister. I'm one of them today. I'm one of the call today. Come on, pat yourself on the back and say, I'm one of the call today. Come on, say he foreknew me. Come on, he predestined me. He called me. Then he called me, Mark Quentin. He justified me. He made me, he put me in right standing. Come on, that's a legal term. Come on. He, he, he dealt with my adversaries. He dealt with those that, had, that were accusing me. And after he justified me, eventually he's going to glorify me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to look at one more place, okay? Is that all right? Amen. Look at Luke 18, 1 and 8. Hallelujah. When you get to Luke 18, 1 through 8. Amen. I want to just focus there for a minute. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Okay, David didn't jump up and go to battle. He waited till he heard from the mighty warrior. Hallelujah, God is a man of war. He's the Lord of the Sabaoth, Saba that's, that's the word. He's Lord of the angel armies. So God is a warrior. Come on, yes. when you see Jesus... 
in the, in the book of Revelation, you see him one time, he's sitting on a white horse. And he, he's got a, 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 a name written on his thigh. Come on. And he's not coming to, he's not coming to play pedicate. Come on. He's not coming to, uh, no, he's coming to make war. So here we see uh, Jesus teaching us about a court, the courts of heaven, through uh, presenting a natural courtroom parable in the scripture. Jesus says uh, that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. You can't be getting what God wants you to have, giving up. You can't be timid. You can't be jellybacked. You can't be soft. You can't be up and down. Let me tell you what one thing I found out the devil hates is persistence. He don't like waiting. He's impatient. And a lot of us jump into situations and we bring drastic measures upon us. I've been a victim of it myself. Just praying because I think, you know, God gave me the name of Jesus and I'm, a, I'm up and I'm trying to do more and do more. You could be doing more but doing the wrong thing. You need a strategy. You need a strategy. You need a strategy. Don't just jump up and think just because you know how to sing a few songs that you got it down. Or you, get, you can pray a few prayers or read or you don't memorize a few scriptures. No, no, you need to be in tune with what heaven is saying. Amen. And listen, we don't get, we got so, we're so tuned to CNN. We're so in tune with what's going on uh, over the TVs and over the airways, over, the, over, over, our, over our cell phones and our gadgets that we have forgotten to look into the book and see what God has to say. What is God saying about your situation? What is God saying about this pandemic? I said God going to break you through it. I said God said he's going to break you right through it. Hallelujah. I said God said he's going to break you through it. And if it comes back again, he's going to break you through it again. That's why I read First Chronicles 14. He's not going to just do it one time. Elder, he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. God's going to do it again. Just like he did before, he's going to do it again. Hasn't he always come through for you? Come on, I just want to put you in remember. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as then. God's going to do it again. I want you to know he's going to do it again. So this widow woman, we find her here. Let me, let me get on down here. We find her here in, uh, in, in verse eight, 18 verse 2 saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now you're in trouble when you get with somebody that don't fear God. Yeah, that's right. Don't hook up with these little girls that don't fear God. <laughs> I'm going to preach it to you. I got four sons, really. I got two, that I, two that's mine and two more we raised. Listen, don't get with these that ain't yours. Come on. I don't care what you say. Somebody, some mama, some daddy need to tell them. When you see them hooking up with somebody they ain't got no business being with. I mean, to be like the old folks used to do back yonder. Calling me in for a conference. Come on. Sit you down at the table and see who your people is. Ask you some questions and get all up in your business. The more drunk uncles, the more drunk uncles and drunk brothers and your knees be knocking. You want to hurry up and get her out of there. You come there thinking you're going to swoop her up and take her on somewhere. I could pick Karen up and I wasn't 18 yards down the street for the van of her family was behind me calling. Hey Amen. I jumped out that truck and told her, here she is. <laughs> Let me tell you what you need to do. You need to ask God. Saints, you need to ask God. Listen, uh, get justice for me, she says. And he would not for a while. He, but he's unjust. But guess what she did? She didn't go to accusing her. She didn't go to accusing the adversary. 
She never said a bad word about the adversary. She just said, I know that you got power over the adversary. I don't care what he's doing. He may be bothering me. He may be after my children. He may be after my land. He may be after, but I'm coming to the judge. I'm going to bypass him. I ain't going to be engaging in these unnecessary wars, Miss Johnson. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be doing it, my brother and my sister. I'm not going to be doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to see what God says. Yes. Let me tell you what she knew. She knew that in Exodus 22, 22. God. Have you ever been there? Exodus 22, 22. Look over there and see what it says. See, she wasn't going up there empty-headed. What does it say in Exodus 22, 22? You shall not afflict any widow, a fatherless child. Look at 23. If you afflict them in any way, and they cry at all to me, the judge of the whole earth. I'm just putting that in there. I will surely hear their cry. And guess what? And my wrath will become hot. And I will what? Kill you with the what? Your wife shall be. And your children. So God is a man of war. And he is not doing. He's not this mamby pamby. Hanging on the cross still. We call on him only when we want him. He's a Santa Claus. My daddy says Santa. He's a Santa Claus. Slot machine. And you you blowing on them dice. You seen it? Back, I, I tried it. I played a little 21 back in the day. Want a little money, eleven, twelve dollars. I'm gonna just tell you, yeah, it was wicked and insane. Just left church, going home, playing it. Twenty-one, amen. Winning some, losing some. I don't like losing, so I didn't, I didn't get hooked. Amen. But uh, some of some of us preachers got it bad. I know, oh, 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 brother that needs prayer. I'm gonna just say that. Down at the boat. Blowing on them die. And throwing them across that table. And the deacon walked up and caught hold to him. He didn't have no business in there either. Caught hold to him and he liked to run out of that place. Like to run off and left him. Yeah, he run off. God is not playing. He's not somebody. When you come before him, you got to be sincere. Come on, you got to know what you're asking them for. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. We got to rightly discern where the conflict is. Come on. We got to know uh, uh, what evidence we have. We got to know the book. We got to know what we, what's written. We got to know what to put up before God when we go up before God. Hallelujah. Because our opinions don't matter. We must have evidence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must be able to boldly come to the throne of God to find help in our time of need. For our problem, our problem is most of us believe that when we pray, we're on a battlefield and we take up our weapons and rush off to fight without securing the backing or the verdict of heaven. A critical mistake in prayer is to stir things up on a battlefield without first having a legal reason to be there. Why would you go over in some of these foreign countries and you ain't ready for the desert, for the, for the sand and the spiders that they say that are in Iran? Yeah. 
And so you got when you go over into these foreign places trying to do battle, you must have had wise counsel and you must have somebody that know the terrain and that know the turf so that they will know what to do when you get over there. For with no strategy, you just hoping to win. Come on. And that's where the church has been for a little while. As Christians, we make the same mistakes as Custer said, I, I said a few minutes ago. Yelling at the devil. Making decrees and offering prayers to do more to stir up the demonic forces to the, uh, instead of dismantling them. What we need to do is do what David did. Should I go up? Yeah. Yeah. Bishop, what shall I do? Shall I, shall I stay? God says, listen. Wait till you hear me go up. First of all, he just spoke to him, but he said, next time, wait on me to move. Because God is just training you and giving you discernment of how to win in the courtroom of heaven. Come on, I've, know, I've, I've, been up in, I've seen a lot of situations that we thought that were going to come out the opposite direction in the earth. But somebody knew how to pray. Come on, come on. Some, some of these folks, sometimes you know, you, just, you do, you, you do sometimes. I've done some things probably if I got called quick, well I'd do some time. Amen. <laughs> but by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, but by the grace I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. By the grace of God. <laughs> some of the stuff I did, he must have blinded their eyes. <laughs> amen, amen. Especially on these highways. Oh, I'm going I'm to I'm preach it in it, huh? <laughs> yeah, especially on these highways when our old feet get heavy and happy. Amen, amen. And we don't know where the ice and the water and the deers are and the wild pigs. And yet we going on down through there. We should be able to pinpoint the things that need to be dealt with with accuracy. We ought to be able to know what we're dealing with in our homes and in our families. Come on, we must pray within the will of God. Amen. Everything Sister Peters was just speaking out of her mouth. I have no, no, not reading off nothing. And if she was reading off something, it wouldn't been. It'd have been okay. I'm just saying, just speaking that word of God. John says, if we ask anything according to His will, we will get God's help and God's answer. We must learn how to get heaven's verdict and judgment in place before we advance, so the cause of Christ can prevail. Hallelujah. We need to learn secrets. I want to be in a place where I can hear something that I didn't know. So that I can learn how to deal with situations Amen. when they come up. I don't want to be nowhere where I, I, I don't have no confidence in the leader. Come on. I don't want to be sitting anywhere where I hear one thing and see something else going on. Amen. Hallelujah. I need to be somewhere where somebody's ear is to the courts of heaven. Somebody's heart is, is full of the word of God. Somebody's belly is full of the Holy Ghost and it's bubbling up and it's given to us those of us that need a fresh drink. Hallelujah. I need to be in the place. Hallelujah. Where God is producing results. Come on somebody. In the season in which we are headed the place where God is taking us you're going to have to look to the spirit you're going to have to understand what the, what, what's going on in the heavens and, and align yourself with what's going on in the heavens because if you don't align yourself with what's going on in heaven sure defeat is coming so what you got to do is get in agreement with God come on hallelujah when the widow wanted justice she went to the judge hallelujah when we want justice we need to go to God and we need to go to his word we need to put our confidence in the flesh for in, not in the son of men because in the son of men there 
there is no help. Uh, cursed is he that depends on the arm of the flesh, but blessed is he that knoweth the Lord, that knoweth that the Lord he is God. And it is he that can do anything and everything that we stand in need of. We need to get in agreement with the God that has already won the battle, already seated in the heavenly places, far above our principalities and our power. He is right there now interceding for us, making intercession for us. Hallelujah. Right now, hallelujah. He's waiting according to the will of the Father. The Holy Ghost needs to be in your belly so that you will know how to pray. When you don't know what to pray, the Bible said that the Holy Ghost himself will pray through you. He will pray for you. He will carry your knees straight to the throne of the Father. And he will pray for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. He knows what the mind of the Spirit is. He knows what the will of the Lord is. He knows the way that you take. He knows how to anoint you. He knows how to give you shoes of brass. He knows how to give you feet of iron. He knows how to give you the mountain. He knows how to strengthen you. He knows how to restore your youth like the eagle. He knows how to give you. He knows how to break you through. He broke David through one time and then he turned around and broke him through again. Hallelujah. Some enemies, some enemies that we defeat will rise again. And if you don't utterly do what you're supposed to do to them, you'll see them again. But I'm like Moses that day when he was at the Red Sea. He stood there and wasn't nothing between him and victory but the sea. Amen. I looked that up and I wondered why God likes river crossers. Come on. I don't know why he likes water walkers. Come on. But he's attracted to water. It's something about God and water. Amen. Amen. I don't know it all, Bishop. I hadn't found it out, but I know when they came up against that obstacle and they were looking at that sea, amen, they looked like, oh, surely, surely Pharaoh is going to shut in on, on us, the mountains on the side of us and the army behind us and the sea in front of us. What we going to do now? God said, stop crying. Stop complaining. There's a time to cry, but there ain't no time to cry. This is a time to stand up and take, the, take what I've given you. What's that in your hand? Come on, what do you have in your hand? I'm just talking to you tonight. I'm almost done. Just be patient with me. Just a few more. Hey, what's that in your hand? What you got? God ain't asking you to use nothing you don't have. Goliath had a sword. David had a rock. What's the difference? God was with him. God, David took his rock and brought him down. When he brought him down, I believe he was dead before he hit the ground. And he had on a helmet, and the rock David threw went into his forehead. Uh-huh. I believe he was dead before he hit the ground. I just, just, just in my belief. And then David took the sword that he he done formed to use against the church. Somebody gonna take pandemic. Somebody gonna take it and use it against the enemy. God says he's going to give somebody the anointing to turn that thing hallelujah he's using it against the church call us to wipe us out get us broken up get us to pray, pray less but God's going to use it as a tool he's going to use it come on I'm, I, I tell you I, I believe it I believe it so quick so firmly brother Peters I believe before the turn of the year yeah. I believe it I believe there's a shift say shift yeah. come on talk to me quicker you can play for me just a little shift say shift come on 
Come on. Listen, when you get ready, when God gets it's going to be a shift. There's going to be a shift. There is going to be a shift. There is going to be a shift. There's going to be a shift, Sister Peters. God is going to eat. He's been promising. He's been promising. He's been promising that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Amen. Come on, say lands. Come on, say titles. Come on, say businesses. I you got to talk to me. Come on. I'm talking to you now by way of the Spirit. Come on, say land. Say titles. Say money. Say businesses. Say wealth. Say favor. Say miracles. Say signs. Say wonders. Say God's going to shift. He's going to break me through into blessing. God is going to break me in through into blessing. Brother James, you've been through some things, but he's going to bring you out into a wealthy place. Hallelujah. Some of you have gone through some things. You've suffered some loss. You too. You've suffered some loss. You're not going to get that back, but God's going to make it better. Come on, throw your hands up. Come on. I, 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 I'm just telling you what he's telling me to tell you. Hi, you're going to make it better. You're going to make it better. Come on, Come on, open up your mouth right now. Come on. Let the Holy Ghost. You are already in agreement with the courts of heaven. Find out what God has willed for you, Bishop, in this season. In this season, find out what it, what it is that God has willed for you. Whatever God has, whatever God has willed for you, he's going to bring it to pass. What has taken some people 20 years, it's, it's going to happen in a moment. Say shift. What has taken some people 20 years, it's going to happen in a moment. Hallelujah. Say shift. Say shift. Say shift. I know it's not about numbers. I know it's not about numbers, Bishop. But just like Mark Quentin is looking that way, one of these days he's going to turn around and he's not going to be able to see for the heads and the people that's going to come running through those doors because you've been faithful and committed because you stayed with your plan of God because you got the wisdom and the strategy of God woman of God because you cried in the middle of the night because you labored and you and you and you humbled yourself before God you fasted and you prayed and you saw his face and you turned from your wicked way God's going to hear from heaven he's going to hear from heaven He's going to forgive the sin and heal the land. God's going to heal the land in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Say breakthrough. Say shift. Say mighty warrior. Say mighty warrior. Mighty warrior. Say reign in truth and righteousness. Come on. Say execute and make war. There's going to be a shout that's going to come up out of this place. There's going to be a sound that's going to come up out of this place. There's going to be a noise that's going to come up out of this place. I hear God saying, I take pleasure, I take pleasure in the prosperity of my servants. Somebody ought to just jump up. God says, I take, I take pleasure in the prosperity of my servants. I take pleasure in the prosperity of my servants. I, oh God, I, it's, it's my will. It's my good pleasure. It's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's my good pleasure to heal you. It's my good pleasure to deliver you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God says, I'm going before you. God says, will you be riding with me? <laughs> God says, I'm finna ride prosperously. Oh, you might as well show your hands up. I'm telling you what I'm hearing. I'm just saying what I'm hearing. He says, I'm going to ride prosperously. He said, I'm going to be imparting blessings. I know this is a season when people like to get gifts. God says, I'm a gift giver. Come on. Hey, Kandalabandi. He said, I'm going to ride prosperously. I'm going to ride through the Johnson home prosperously. I'm going to ride through the Oliver home prosperously. I'm going to ride through the Ivory home prosperously. I'm going to ride through the James home prosperously. I'm going to ride through my sister's home prosperously. I'm going to ride through the Green home prosperously. I'm going to ride prosperously. And I'm going to impart gifts. I'm going to edify my people. I'm going to deliver my people. They shall never be put to shame. For your shame, he's going to give you double. For your shame, he's going to give you double. For your shame, he's going to give you double. For your pain, he's going to give you healing. For your pain, he's going to give you healing. Hallelujah. Oh, la, 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 la. I hear this. It says salvation spring up from the ground. Salvation is going to spring up in some of your homes. Some of your children are saved. They just acting like they ain't around you. God's going to win the heavens. Because Sister Peters, just what you were doing when I walked in this building. You are making a way. You are planning the heavens. You are planning like Daniel was planning on his knees. And while you were planning and sowing up, God was sending the answer down. Salvation is going to spring up in the homes of you people, of you that have been faithful and committed. God's going to win the heavens and come down. See, God doesn't come down unless we invite him to. He gave the earth to us. But we got to get in agreement with heaven. I know I've gone longer than I'm supposed to. But we got to get in agreement with heaven. We got to get in agreement with heaven. We got to get in agreement with heaven. What is the verdict up there? We're victorious. We're more than what? We're the head and we're above. He's going to line that thing up, I promise you. I read this today, Bishop. This is a friend of mine. I read this today and I know the spirit of the Lord wants me to read it in this place on tonight I just gotta find it 
this is for you, FTC. Old methods will not suffice. I long to make your path easier. I have seen the struggles and have waited for this phase of your growth. Now that you are here, you must proceed with this new strategy. Old methods will not suffice for this level of advancement. I am changing the way that others view you. I am going to do this even through your own obedience coupled with my favor. Seek that you may excel in love and your advancement will be accelerated. I will teach you to respect what I respect so that you may imitate me, says the Lord. There is coming a strength of position of meekness before me that will give you the mantle of strength that you need before others. Walk in this wisely and you will not lack, says the Lord of the hosts of the armies of heaven. Just throw your hands up.